Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. In the great state of Wyoming, a legislation has been drafted that would make it illegal to intimidate others with your genitals. Man, you just cannot do anything anymore. <laughs> uh, Wyoming uh, law already addresses public indecency, but it only extends to the exposure of people's private parts with an intent of arousing sexual desire for themselves or another person. There's nothing on the books about uh, if that exposure is for the purpose of intimidation or harassment. So now we're going to go ahead and have legislation, it will probably be passed, to make flashing or the exposing of oneself to intimidate others illegal. Something that uh, Representative Chip Neiman, who drafted the legislation, said, uh, I consider uh, that's equally gross and foul. Come on, people. Let's act like grown-ups, can't we? (laughs) So, House Bill 51 would make an act like that by the Crook County nudist a prosecutable offense if it can be proven that the exposure was an intent to intimidate or harass. Now, when you're speaking of the Crook County nudist that started all of this, uh, the nudist, when asked to put clothes on at a public mailbox center, responded by bending over and spreading his buttocks. (laughs) (laughs) see what's opened up i seriously see what's opened up once the once the nudist bent over and spread his buttocks man you just cannot do anything anymore and man who doesn't want to intimidate others with their genitals i know well you're not going to be able to do it in wyoming uh soon enough welcome welcome to chewing the fat Let's talk about some new laws, shall we? Last month, uh, the U.S. Federal Highway Administration released its updated 1,100-page manual, which includes rules regulating signs and other traffic control devices. I think we talked about this, that it was coming, right? They were looking at uh, changes uh, on the highway safety signs. So under the changes outlined in the handbook, you know, the 1,100-page manual, overhead electronic signs with obscure meetings, references to pop culture, or those intended to be funny, eh, those are going to be phased out. We don't want you smiling or laughing while you're driving, okay? Over the next couple of years, they are gone. Why? Well, you know, they could be misunderstood or distracting to drivers. Signs should be simple, direct, brief, legible, and clear, and must only be used to relay important information, including warning drivers of crashes ahead, inclement weather conditions, or traffic delays. 
Now, states like Tennessee have held safety message contests to alert Tennessee motorists to incidents like lane blockages, hazardous road conditions, or amber alerts. But they started to, and they started to display uh, uh, fatality numbers on the overhead signs. So, uh, and they would, you know, display these messages uh, during off-peak travel times. Again, so and thank you. In other states like uh, Wisconsin, uh, employees picked puns for overhead highway messages. Yeah, that's what they do. It's funny. And then, according to uh, the Sheboygan Press, and who doesn't love Sheboygan Press, they interviewed uh, Wisconsin's DOT, uh, then communications manager John Ryman. He said the messages were planned, and I don't know that John is a he. I'm sorry about that. Uh, The communications manager, John Ryman, who said the messages were planned two months in advance and were a collaborative effort between him, law enforcement, traffic safety engineers, civil engineers, and the office assistant. So any of those funny little cute little messages that you got on overhead signs, they're going to go away. Sorry, we can't have that anymore. Sorry about it. You know what it is? Um, And this was pointed out on uh, several occasions. Uh, I didn't was not the one who originally pointed it out, but it's true. Um, and, and I'm not saying that this is has any anything to do with uh, communists and socialists, but have you noticed the difference when you see pictures of people from communist countries and people from capitalistic countries like, say, oh, I don't know, the United States? Um, the people from the capital, or people from the communist socialist countries don't smile why because nothing is funny everything is great you can't have fun okay you're you have to be one of the people so they're just trying to take all our fun away so any of those little fun little signs that you think were funny and cute no more no more on the highway just something that's simple direct brief legible and clear that's it that's great. Thank you. We appreciate it very much. Now, now we have a new law being introduced in the entire United States. You know, just like the uh, 1,100-page manual for the U.S. Federal Highway Administration. Uh, Representative Ted Lieu, I love Ted, uh, from California, uh, is introducing a bill to ban the sale and use of rodent glue traps. Now, I just want to go on record as saying I love rodent glue traps i have used them in the past they work now according to this uh glue traps are boards of various sizes covered in strong glue that are popular alternative to snap traps for indoor control of rats and mice and they're banned in a few countries already uh mainly in europe and uh they're just banned okay we don't like them and we and here's the thing all right PETA has been pushing for the ban of these glue traps and some large retailers have stopped selling the glue traps as well as companies and institutions that have sworn off using them so the free market is working uh if you don't like them or you think they're terrible then companies won't sell them because no one buys them right but we can't have that we've got to ban them and that's what ted Lou is here for uh, because the glue traps are cruel, 
to rats and mice. Yeah, we don't want that. We don't want to be cruel to rats and mice. I do. (laughs) I do. I want to be cruel to them. I want them to know I am here to destroy them. Okay? They're here to destroy us. I want them to know humans first. So the Glue Trap Prohibition Act Oh my gosh, it's going to place a national ban on the possession and use of glue traps to catch rodents. Glue trap boards are coated with adhesive used to catch and kill pests, are among the cruelest ways to eliminate rodents. In their attempts to escape the glue, animals may may tear off their skin, and some may even gnaw off their own limbs. I know, I've seen that. Animals that do not escape die of blood loss. Good! Uh, suffocation good or dehydration good and that's what uh, the decon does the decon dehydrates them and they just run lay, go off and lay down and die and hopefully the decon you know makes it so they don't stink you just have a dead rat body laying in your house somewhere but glue traps also pose a public health risk they do yes that's what it says here the cdc urges americans not to use glue traps as ensnared rodents can spread disease how do you want us to kill them then do you want us to just say here come here who's a good little rat come here let me take care of you you guys to put you somewhere else so the we already talked about the traps being banned in europe uh iceland ireland new zealand as well as over 100 airports across the country have banned the glue traps. Oh, man. Oh, man. Now, what makes me feel better about this bill is not only does Representative Ted Lieu from California uh, has sponsored this bill, but Adam Schiff, a congressman from California, is an original co-sponsor of this bill. Man, when I think of two people that I want to follow in America, it's those two people. Uh, glue traps are ruthless, inhumane, and can be dangerous to the health of humans and their pets. There are numerous other ways to trap small animals that don't prolong their suffering. Yeah, maybe we, maybe we just have the mouse trap, and it just, you know, breaks their neck. And there they lay. And uh, you can't catch disease from a rat just laying there out in the open with his neck broken, can you? Oh, wait, yeah, you can. And so, as a proud member of the this is uh, Representative Lou speaking now. As a proud member of the Animal Protection Caucus, we've got a caucus for animal protection. Ugh. I'm pleased to introduce this bill to stop the needless suffering of these animals. Oh, no. Oh, no. We don't want glue traps. Uh, I want to say, I go on record 100%, I want glue traps. I like them. They worked great. I've used them to catch rodents. I've never stepped on one. Uh, It hasn't bothered me. I didn't mind if, let's say, a roach crawled across the glue trap and got stuck as well. Yeah, that I was okay with that. Yeah, got another. It got some other, you know, other bugs and other pests on the glue trap while I was waiting for the rat to crawl across it. That was okay with me. I'm fine. Now I have used the decon before. I have used the uh, an actual, you know, one of the big rat traps before, and they do work. The decon, I, I wasn't crazy about that because then they just wander off and die, 
and you can't find them. Sometimes they end up, uh, the decon dries them out, so they start gnawing on your washer hoses and water hoses because they're thirsty. You know, they're getting dehydrated. And so then they die behind your washer and dryer, stuff like that. But the glue traps work great. You lay them out, the rat gets caught on it, you got the rat. You throw it away. It's really easy. And the thing that bugs me the most is we don't need government intervention on this. All right. They already said that companies and institutions have already stopped selling them or they aren't using them anymore. So the free market is working if you feel that the glue traps, uh, you know, are cruel to rats and mice and you don't want to use them. Okay. I do. I want to be able to go to a store and say, hey, I'd like some glue traps. And they could say, we don't sell them anymore. So I either buy something else at that store or I go to a store that sells glue traps and purchase them there. I don't want them banned because Ted Lou thinks they're cruel to rats and mice. Ugh. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So Apple in the news, the Apple Vision Pro will launch with over 153D movies, immersive originals, and apps like Disney Plus and Amazon Prime Video. We also now know that Apple watches with the blood oxygen sensors banned again. Uh, your next Apple Watch won't be able to measure your blood oxygen level after a federal appeals court reinstated a ban on importing the Series 9 and Ultra 2 watches that were found to infringe on health tech maker's Massimo's patent. But Apple already has a workaround making the watches without the allegedly infringing feature. But uh, Apple didn't lose entirely. The ruling wasn't about whether it violated the patent, just whether Apple could import the watches while it continues to fight it in court. So we're not giving up anything yet. Also in Apple news, for the first time since 2010, Samsung does not sit atop the global smartphone shipment rankings. Apple topped the uh, South Korean tech giant in 2023 with 234.6 million mobile shipments according to IDC's Worldwide Quarterly Mobile Phone Tracker. And I follow the IDC's Worldwide Quarterly Mobile Phone Tracker probably as much as you do. Samsung finished the year with uh, 226.6 million uh, mobile shipments. IDC noted that Apple's first ever number one ranking was largely due to the rising global popularity of premium devices which now account for 20% of the market. Both Apple and Samsung are facing increased competition from the Chinese phone maker Huawei, H-U-A-W-E-I. But congratulations uh, to uh, Apple for uh, at least at least number one in something. <laughs> uh, number one in mobile shipments. Congratulations. 
Uh, Google's DeepMind solving uh, geometry problems on par with top competitors in an international math competition. That's not a problem, right? Ability to solve geometric theorems uh, requires deeper reasoning useful in other applications. Uh Uh-huh. Like the application of getting rid of humans? No, that's just silly. Uh, Amazon said they are going to partner with The Wonder Project to produce faith-based content for Prime Video. Amazon also purchased a minority stake in Bally Sports Regional Networks, which owns rights to local broadcasts for 37 teams in the NBA, the MLB, and the NHL. So they are inching their way into that market. They're also uh, stepping up at their advertising with a focus on live sports streaming on Prime Video. Uh, This comes after the introduction of ads into the Prime ecosystem alongside a $3 a month opt-out option. Okay. Uh, Danielle Carney, Amazon's head of sports advertising, is spearheading the initiative, which is already seeing success with increased viewership in NFL Thursday Night Football. Amazon is introducing a suite of innovative advertising tactics, including interactive video ads and audience-specific content, bringing a new spin to traditional methods. Are they? Uh, We're looking forward to Amazon's playbook, including uh, its horizons to encompass NASCAR and dynamic women's sports leagues like the NWSL and the WNBA, aiming to blend initiative sponsorship approaches with the flair of their advertising game. And man, when you think of advertising game and and flair, you think of the NWSL and the WNBA, don't you? Yeah, you do. Uh, we know the other day we mentioned that YouTube is now going to provide uh, short instructional videos from medical experts for health emergencies. Well, now we find out YouTube is, uh, and this is, I want you to sit down. Okay, you need to sit down to hear this. This is horrible. It's horrible news from YouTube, from YouTube and I don't want you to hear it standing up. Are you sitting down? Okay. Uh, it's uh, allegedly, and that means that we don't know for sure, but we believe that they are making millions of dollars a year from advertising on climate change denial content. <laughs> That's why I want you to sit down. How dare they? How dare this company make money uh, on climate change denial content? Those bastards. And for those of you using uh, Uber to get your booze, that's going away very, very soon. They revealed that uh, they're going to shut down the alcohol delivery platform Drizzly by March of this year. Uh, The uh, ride-hailing app uh, bought the company for $1.1 billion three years ago. And everyone was, uh, you know, getting uh, purchases delivered to their doorsteps. But uh, growth in the delivery market has since slowed. Huh. And after the boozy biz got in trouble with regulators over its user data management, a little bit of an issue, uh, they're going to go ahead and give it up. Uber SVP of delivery, Pierre Dimitri Gorkate. I, I love Pierre Dimitri Gorkate. Uh, he said that the company is instead prioritizing Uber Eats and focusing on helping consumers get almost anything from food to groceries to alcohol, all in a single app. Drizzly laid off 100 employees last year, while some of its offerings have already been integrated into 
Uber Eats. So last year, or 2022, late to mid-2022, we found out that Sheryl Sandberg from Facebook, I'm sorry, Meta, she was their operating chief, uh, said that she was leaving the company, but she was still going to be on the board of directors, right? She wasn't going to do the day-to-day, but she was still going to be on the board of directors. Well, uh, she now is going to uh, depart the Meta board uh, right now. Uh, so take care. She'll step down. Uh, she stepped down as the COO in yeah, mid-2002. Yeah. And uh, so then she said, hey, I want to focus on my uh, leanin.org nonprofit which focuses on empowering women in the workplace and related projects. And I guess being on the board, she couldn't, she didn't have enough time for that. So now she's getting rid of the board uh, from Facebook as well. And uh, she just wanted to focus on her new chapter and spend all the time with leanin.org. Uh, Zuck, of course, responded saying, uh, hey, uh, thank you, Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> that's not all he said i mean he thanked her for her time and and uh, her guidance was instrumental in driving our success and i'm grateful for your unwavering commitment to me and meta over the years i look forward to your next chapter do you but uh sandberg is gone now she's completely gone right as of uh i think may is when the re-election starts up for the board of directors on meta so she's there until then. So, man, they, they kicked her out as CEO. I'm sorry, she stepped down as COO. And now uh, she's going to hang out on the board, made a little board money for a year and a half. And then now they kicked her out of that, too. So she's uh, her new chapter is spending all her time on the leanin.org, the nonprofit which focuses on empowering women in the workplace and related projects. Be sure to follow me on my social media accounts uh, at JeffyJFR on X, uh, Jeff Fisher Radio on Instagram and Facebook. And you can follow me on the YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can follow me on Cameo at JeffyJFR. That's not free if you want to order a Cameo. You can follow me on Cameo without ordering a Cameo. But if you want to order a cameo, that costs money. And you just say what you want, happy, glad, sad, mad, or mean. And then I do it. <laughs> That's the way it works. And you can always email the show anytime. Chewing the fat at theblaze.com. I see where Quaker Oats has added two dozen additional types of granola bars, cereals, and snack foods to a December recall. Remember, we had the recall in December over possible salmonella contamination. Well, the company, owned by PepsiCo, announced the additional recall in the U.S. and Canada. Now, this expanded recall includes Quaker Chewy granola bars. Oh, I like those. Uh, and cereals. Captain Crunch bars and select cereals. Uh, Gameza Marius cereal. Not sure what that is. Gatorade peanut butter chocolate protein bars. Munchies Munch Mix. <laughs> and uh, snack boxes that contain those products. Uh, the FDA has received at least 24 reports of adverse events related to the product initially recalled. No illnesses have been confirmed to be linked to the foods. 
Wait, what? An agency spokesperson said on Friday adverse events can include medical problems, but also complaints about off taste or color of a product, defective packaging, or other non-medical issues. So people are just complaining about the, I don't taste right. <laughs> uh, don't forget, though, if you have a fever, diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, stomach pain, uh, sometimes you may get a bacterial infection, uh, you have uh, salmonella, and uh, you should get that checked out. And then try and remember if you had any Quaker chewy granola bars and cereals or Captain Crunch bars or other select cereals like uh, Gamesa Marius cereal or Gatorade peanut butter or chocolate protein bars or the Munchies Munch Mix and snack boxes. Try to remember hard if you had any of those if you have, you know, fever, diarrhea, nausea, vomiting and or stomach pain. So the movie ISS opens tomorrow the 19th of january 2024 if you're listening live today is the 18th of january 2024 and it premiered at tribeca back in june and was uh you know everybody thought it was great the film centers around a group of astronauts and cosmonauts living aboard the international space station I hadn't seen any of the promo uh, cuts from the stars. Ariana DeBose stars in it. And uh, there's a clip here of her talking about the movie, doing her junket, you know, promoting the movie ISS. Now, it uh, tension in the movie, tensions flare uh, as a worldwide conflict breaks out on Earth. And uh, the movie is about the astronauts because the Russians got word, and I guess maybe the Americans got word too, that they were supposed to take control of the space station by any means necessary. This is Ariana talking about the movie. This film feels so intense and 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 claustrophobic in a way, but it asks really big questions. Yeah, it does. Now here they are on the space station. Oh, it looks so beautiful. She's enjoying it up at the space station. I think it's just a superstition. Welcome! Yes, welcome! I want everybody so happy. It's beautiful. And then we start seeing bombs go off on Earth. Oh, no. Wait a minute, what the going on down there? Whoa. we got to get up now, guys. Oh, no. Oh, what's going on? What's going to happen? Art sort of imitates life. Yeah. We're asking big questions of ourselves right now in the world that we live in. Yeah, we sure are. See, because they were filming it during the pandemic. So that's uh, it's the same thing as, uh, you know, worldwide conflict uh, reeling. And so it might actually be worth watching. Uh, we'll see. Uh, ISS premieres tomorrow. I'm, uh, eh, you know kind of looking forward to it remember the remember the series on netflix uh away where they were going to mars right and it's all answers and asks the big questions right (laughs) uh it was with uh you know uh what's her face hillary swank and it was really good i did enjoy the series it was and of course this that one had the chinese uh, kind of in charge and wanting their astronaut or cosmonaut or Marsmonaut to take the first picture of the human on Mars. But they were all as one, this astronaut group, and they all took the picture. And uh, she ended up being in love with this. Well, you watch the series. 
uh, away. It's called on Netflix. It's worth the watch. Uh, no question. But the same thing, asking the big questions, because that's what we want from Hollywood, asking the big questions. You know, the thing is, it's not so much they ask the big questions, but the issue with Hollywood is that they also believe that they have the answers to the big questions. And I would just uh, like to go on record as saying, really, those of you in Hollywood don't really have the answers to the big questions. Just make the movies, okay? I'm okay with you making the movies to ask the big questions. Let's not answer them. Uh, The Sundance Film Festival actually kicks off today. Uh, in Park City, Utah. So we'll have fun seeing the uh, hoity-toits from Hollywood at the uh, 40th Sundance Film Festival in Park City, Utah for the next 10 days. And speaking of Hollywood, I see where the uh, production uh, schedule is still struggling post-strikes. Los Angeles TV and film production has been slow to bounce back after the industry-wide WGA and SAG after strikes. Uh, Film LA data reveals a significant downturn in scripted TV and feature film production, even post-strike. Overall location filming in 2023 plummeted by 32.4% compared to 2022, affecting all sectors, including commercials and reality TV. The recovery is gradual, and TV dramas and comedies still showing a steep decline in shoot days compared to both the previous year and the pandemic impacted 2020. So they're trying to get back. There's a bunch of new shows uh, getting ready to kick off here uh, later this month and uh, the beginning of February. So we'll get back to some of the big shows. But uh, according to this, uh, we're not bouncing back to get as many shows as we thought we were going to get. Now, I, I will say this is in L.A., so I'd be interested to see the numbers in other states where filming or countries where filming has uh, film production has began. So it's possible that this is just L.A. really struggling and uh, other areas are booming post-strike. So we'll look for those numbers and let you know. <laughs> I see where the Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, love them, said that inspections of an initial group of 40 Boeing 737 MAX 9 jets had been completed. Oh, that's great. So we're ready to ready to fly again? Uh, well, look, there's we've, we've investigated 40. There's, they grounded 171. You can't be expected to inspect all of those planes in such a short time. I mean, don't be silly. Uh, we're going to thoroughly review all the data and uh, we're going to, you know, reconvene and we'll see that our corrective action review board uh, gets together before deciding if the planes could resume flights. Uh, there's no timetable on the decision. So you're fine. Don't worry about it. We're checking it out. Uh, well, there's 171 planes grounded. We've tested 40 already. So what do you want from us? <laughs> uh, so there may have been a couple of bolts uh, that needed to be tightened, but everything's fine. Don't worry about it. How about you not worry about it? Okay. And I see where I, this is snakes on a plane in real life. Well, a snake on a plane in real life, not the movie. So a uh, flight from Bangkok to the island of Puckett, or is it pronounced with an F, P-H-U-K-E-T, I don't think it could be F, right? The island of P- 
pocket. Uh, when a snake emerged above an overhead compartment in front of uh, all the tourists. Yeah. Uh, you see the footage of, I'm guessing, a flight attendant with a trash bag and uh, white gloves. Some sort of uh, plastic gloves. Serving gloves. Uh, catch the snake in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> so people we don't know if it was just one snake they don't know if it was deadly uh whether you know what was happening they got the bag they put the snake in the bag and they put it into a cupboard tied it up and left it alone we don't know where it came from we don't know if it was in someone's luggage if it showed up and wanted to just take the trip on its own but uh, people were a little freak freaked out uh yeah uh, the one passenger said, uh, uh, I uh, was a little uh, puckered during the whole thing. It happened above my head and I did not want to, I did not want to fly on this plane anymore. The snake was later identified as a Blandsford bridal snake, a species of harmless colorbred snake that is endemic to Asia. They are not venomous and avoid attacking humans. Don't know that at the time though. Sorry, uh, you're a little freaked out. People are smuggling animals all over. They don't know how it got on the plane. I mean, remember we had the the otter that was smuggled on uh, on the plane from some lady's hand luggage. That did damage, right? I mean, that actually attacked one of the flight attendants. <laughs> uh, there was the one guy or lady, I think it was a guy, that got uh, caught at the airport. Uh, he never made it to the airplane. He had a prairie dog and two otters stuffed in his pants. <laughs> are those a, uh, is that a prairie dog and two otters stuffed in there? Are you just happy to see me? Uh, security staff said uh, we became suspicious of the large bulge in his pants. <laughs> hey, uh, what you got in there, bro? What you, what you got in there? Let me, let me take a look. Because uh, uh, if it's anything but you, it can't be on the flight, okay? That is awesome. Why are people like, you know, who knows? I just, I don't want to be on a plane when animals are running crazy. Especially crazed otters, man. You don't want none of that. Why? I like, I've got to go through my, my garage. There's, I've got to have stuff in there worth a bunch of money. I see where the heritage auctions here in Dallas, Texas... Uh, as I, this show originates from DFW, that would be Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, Metroplex. They had a big, uh, comics and comic art f- auction the last, uh, four or five days, January 11th through the 14th. And, uh, they sold like, I don't know, $20.3 million worth of comics and comic art, including, uh, the first issue of The Amazing Spider-Man. That sold for $1.3 million. Wow. So The Amazing Spider-Man number one, oh, graded near mint, which uh, sold for $1,380,000. The original comic hit newsstands March 1963, only seven months after the Marvel superhero made his debut in Amazing Fantasy number 15. Duh. <laughs> Oh, you the comic book uh, uh, aficionados, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, the uh, It made its debut in The Amazing Fantasy uh, number 15. But this particular one is uh, 
from from 1963. I know. I, I get it. I, I got it. I got it. I got it. Leave me alone. So it also said it sold for the first time a rare Spider-Man comic uh, at this grade. They were really happy with it. And uh, they see the DC superhero comics sold at comics and comic art event for $2.34 million. Uh, Seven-figure item, one of which Superman graded fine. I mean, I've got to go through this. this, I read these stories, and it just... I've got stuff in garage that I need to sell. I know my son has Transformer stuff worth a fortune that uh, you know he spent you know between forty and five hundred dollars on. That's worth so much more than that, and there's no way he sells it. I mean, there's no way that Maximus sells that, and he is a Transformer expert. If there's anyone looking for a Transformer expert out there, he's your man. Uh, he's got it, and he's there's stuff out there that I've got to talk him into selling some of that stuff to get some cash. That has to happen. Or I guess I could win the lotto. I know no one won the Powerball last night, so we're we're starting to get where it's uh, you know worthy of playing. Uh, Saturday, the twentieth of January, they're going to have a drawing for a hundred and twenty million, fifty nine point four million cash payout, and the Mega Millions is uh, we mentioned yesterday. That drawing is tomorrow, the nineteenth of January for $236 million, 113.6 million cash payout. You win that, man, you could buy one of those Spider-Man comic books for a million bucks and not even see a dent in the checking account. You know, that's I love the internet. The internet is a beautiful thing. I love the internet, but just make sure that you uh, do a little bit of research. I see where uh, Sunday Night Football, uh, Sunday Night Football on NBC, posted a tweet about uh, C.J. Stroud, the quarterback of the Houston Texans, uh, with uh, has a lot of love for his city, and they post a 23-second video. Well, the video uh, begins like this. C.J., your first playoff game in your first NFL season and a record-setting performance for you. What does this moment mean? I mean, it's been amazing being in this city for as short as I've been, but the love that I've got, I've really just been doing it for Houston, man. People back home, I'm blessed enough to be in the position I am and blessed enough to be playing at a high level right now. And uh, we got to just keep it going, but I'm super blessed. Okay, so that's the video that Sunday Night Football tweeted out. Now, I watched that interview after the game, and that is not the full interview. Now, NBC may tell you that they edited it for time. Let's see how much more time the video would have taken had they not edited out what was actually said. First NFL season and a record-setting performance for you. What does this moment mean? First and foremost, I just want to give all glory and praise my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's been a... A whole three or four seconds giving uh, props to this Lord and Savior they would have saved in that clip. Unbelievable. Uh, They hate C.J. Stroud mentioning that every time he starts an interview. And they have to talk to him because he's the man. Uh, He is the superstar rookie in the NFL. And uh, so it wasn't, uh, I know Houston took a beating because they retweeted the tweet that NBC tweeted, but that's not Houston's fault, uh, the Houston football team. That's NBC's fault. And uh, NBC wants nothing to do with C.J. Stroud thanking his Lord and Savior. 
Then I see a video uh, making my timeline with, uh, there's a caption on the video that says, just two lesbians trying to charge a car battery. And it's from uh, 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 an ex-account, Clown World. And uh, it's, uh, there's a caption that's uh, posted with I, the I don't need a man generation. And uh, it's uh, from a TikTok, Cassidy Cashmitter. And the video is actually made from a TikTok from a Cassidy Cashmitter. And uh, it says, and that is, and there's uh, uh, words being typed on the screen from the TikTok. But the caption is there, not from the people who posted the video, saying just two lesbians trying to charge a car battery. So I watch it. And it is not two lesbians trying to charge a car battery. It is a mom and a daughter. And the mom is trying to teach the daughter how to charge a car battery because she's never done it before. And it's just, it's, 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 uh, you know, it's kind of funny, uh, kind of sad because you already, it's such a simple process charging a car using jumper cables that you just know, but you didn't just know there was a time in your life when you didn't, and you had to be taught how to do it. I don't remember being taught how to do it. I remember seeing, you know, my father and my grandfather and, you know, other people doing it. So you just learn how to do it. Uh, the one thing in this video, they don't, the mom doesn't teach you to put the negative on first uh not the positive then the negative but that's beside the point it is a mom and a daughter it's not two lesbians uh trying to charge a car battery so just remember that because something is said uh on the internet doesn't always make it true you can quote me on that by the way and that doesn't mean i want government intervention uh, telling me what's true and what's not. I can figure that out all by myself. And I have faith in my Chewing the Fat listeners, you, you are able to do that as well. We don't need government intervention to tell us. and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.